Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. Log Talk Radio. Soundboard. Yeah, soundboard. That's how we start the show. Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, RUScreening.com's own (laughs) Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, we're doing uh, Three Days to Kill, and we uh, kind of interestingly got a ton of email last week. This is what I'm looking for. Which was very weird. Actually, none of it uh, real fantastic. I thought you were going to say none of it about the show, just a lot of spam. None of it like, I have a question you have to answer on the air, and here's this, and here's that, whatever. We got a lot of email. Uh, We got three or four emails, and it was really weird, because we're doing Three Days to Kill. Oh, cool. and all uh, right. Well, that's pe- people had some questions about uh, wanting to know about that and everything. And uh, um, we got one question that uh, we have recently been talking in la- in the last few weeks about how trailers have not been what we sat down to watch right. once we got to the movie theater. Which it's kind of a a strange. I guess, shift in the whole movie world is that all of a sudden it seems like people are doing that a lot more and on purpose a lot more. Yeah. And uh, one of the people who wrote in uh, mentioned, um, oh, for God's sakes, what's that movie? With uh, Christian Bale that we did not too long ago. The, uh, Into the out, fire. Out of the furnace. Oh, out of the furnace. Uh, Into and, the fire, same thing. And Because we talked about it. Uh, right. Uh, specific, there was not specifically, the film we went for. It was right. The trailers that you get are really the film that's like the last third of the film, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. they they're kind of purposely trying to trick you into watching the first part of the film or something. Right. It's like they they don't really give you all the information about that part of the movie. Yeah. And when you sit down and you watch the first half of the movie, you're going, "What the what? hell?" Yeah. Right. Like <laughs> when did the film I saw start? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and that just seems to be happening more and more. So someone specifically asked us about uh, Three Days to Kill, and they said, I really feel like this is what's going to happen to me, because the... you're right. They're they're not going to get the film (laughs) that they're being advertised. Yeah, And, And they are, to a certain extent, kind of right, because this one at least has some trailers, some TV spots that have been out, where we do kind of look at his kid a lot. In, yeah. in the trailer. And, well, and we're aware more yep. of that part of the film and that that sort of stuff is going on. Still not really to the extent that you're going to get it in the movie. Mm-hmm. But there are other trailers of this movie yeah. where it looks like it, Taken it's nothing or a like that at all. Film. Right. Yeah. You're, you're mostly seeing the one character that you see in the trailer. She's got the platinum blonde hair and she keeps changing yeah. her hair in the movie. Yeah. But Vivi is the she's yeah. she's driving the car. There's the trailer where you have that angle of stuff going on. Yeah, where man, you really would not yeah be expecting the movie that you right. get. And not only that, there's a very weird part. And uh, the person who wrote in, uh, actually, I think two different people who wrote in, That's m- cool. mentioned this specific line where he says, like, I've got three days. The clock's ticking, and it. I don't give up, and he'll be dead right. in three days, or right. and, and whatever it is. There's some part of the trailer like that. First of all, that never happens. It's not in the, the movie. film anywhere. Yeah, that never That's happened. Just trailer bait. And that whole line is like the exact opposite of the movie that it, you're it watching. Is, it yeah. has nothing to do with the movie yeah. at all. It's cra- yeah. There's nothing about the movie where so. he's like go and he's like just this man on a mission right. to find this guy and the trailer would lead you to suspect that you were getting something like taken with like kind of some 
Bourne mixed in mm-hmm. or something, and it's like this super quest to find the guy. That, right. And and that's just not at all the movie. No. It's like the slowest spy movie. <laughs> I'm like all yeah. listing now. Yeah. <clears throat> that there's ever been. Yeah. I mean, it's like he's practically on vacation, and hey, he happens to right whack stumble upon people. something. Right. In in a in an interesting way. Um, going off the same thing that you're talking about, but the version of this that used to exist, which drove me crazy, I still hate it, but I used to hate it much more, and it's funny how Hollywood and the machine have tempered away from this a bit. It used to be the trailer you saw was the movie incarnate. You would see right. the start, and you would see the end. Like, you'd see them blow up the evil building you'd or the headquarters. You'd not need to go to And the you movie. just never... Right. We would look at each other sometimes and be like, don't have to see that. Right. Like, you know... So giving away the ending is now being swapped out for showing a movie that just doesn't happen. Right. Like, you're just not going to exactly. get this film. And I think I like that one better because I don't want to have the ending Except ruined could we in two seconds. Except find but, some happy medium? But it's like, it, I know, it makes, me, it makes me crack up. I'm sure everyone has seen these things. They've been around for a long time, but there are these uh, mashup videos of things like, what if The Shining was a romantic comedy? Right. You know, right. things like, that. what if Shawshank was a comedy? You know, things like that. And they edit the trailer, put on a different soundtrack, and you believe it. Like, it looks crazy right. how much it is. And you're actually watching parts <laughs> of the movie. Right. It's not yeah, like, it's not like, it's not like they made right. stuff up, new scenes or anything. It, for Three Days to Kill, I would argue, both for and against, this being a good thing, that actually the movie that we got is better than the trailer I was led to believe, but also nowhere near as good as the film we were supposed to get. Like, right. it's, it's really circular how it works, but... It, yeah, it's actually... It, it's really funny in this particular movie... Uh, this is a very specific one for this very, to happen. Right, for this very specific movie, <laughs> yeah. the the movie that you would actually go to if the trailer were legitimate somehow, mm-hmm. and they had, right. had actually told you about the movie, I want to see that movie. And I yeah. didn't, and I didn't get to see that movie. Yeah. But I also want to see the movie that I actually saw. Yeah. So wanna... there's like both things <laughs> well, we should, going we on. We should throw out our grade too if we're even before right. we get well, to we more got, emails. Well, we got other stuff to do. But sure, we can just throw out because this will be easy. We can throw out the ratings and then we won't talk about the movie for a while. So that'll be yeah right. <laughs> that'll, that'll be, be a awesome. Different, a different spin too. Um, I am I think really pretty solidly at like six. Yeah. It was. That's higher for uh, it, than it, I it, thought you were going to give it. Yeah, and you know it's all you be- came around a bit to it's it. It's all because of, and and <laughs> we'll we'll get to this, but I'll tell you, I gave a big boost to this movie mm-hmm. just because of the movie that I invented afterwards. See, that I was going to do and this. It was okay. like the, the, this I liked funny. the idea a lot. Yeah. And I and there were a lot of parts in it that I liked too. There were mm-hmm. a lot of parts that if if only you could cut them into some other movie. Yeah. And right. Have yeah. Those it works. Parts, yeah. Right. I like. There were a lot of parts that I really liked. There were a lot of parts that were really mm-hmm. smart. I thought and did things in really good ways that I was really happy about. And just the overall, I didn't like it, but I had to give it, you know, a little better than average. And. And there weren't things – the real bonus for this movie, as far as my grade, yeah. is that there weren't any things that I hated about it. There just were things that either I didn't like about it or that were a little boring or stuff like that. But there weren't many things. There was one thing that I hated. I but think there, I know what that but is. There but weren't, there weren't a lot of things that I went, oh, God, I hate this movie now. <laughs> or, or yeah. you know, I didn't have that kind of yeah. balance that I had to do yeah. with – positives versus really serious negatives there just was positives versus non-positives it yeah, wasn't, yeah it wasn't no and there's a difference too it's it yeah. sounds like nitpicky but i i there, there after wasn't having a lot seen of, the film i, I totally right. get it there so. wasn't a lot of stuff going on where i said god i just really hate that that's happening right or anything right. like that you're, you're at a six and that's interesting because so much of my review and how i feel about it stems from the in in some way, the 10 minutes we had after the film outside, you know, right, I, right. I, I literally feel like this film is absolutely average, tempered by both the stuff that I really liked with the stuff that was really annoying. And, and, and like, like you, I didn't really hate much of the film. If anything at all, I was distracted and bothered because I see, I see so much here that if you trim a little bit or you sharpen it, this could be a real, this could be a real fun time. Right. It's not an unfun time, and that's mostly because Kevin Costner is the man. Like, right. he's, he's just got so much ability 
to even go through a film like this. And I, I'm a big Costner fan anyway, so right. I'm all over this. But, but when we walked out and the conversation that we had and when I had said to you, like I, and it was ironic because when we were getting ready to watch the film, we were talking about TV shows that should be movies. Right. And when we walked out, I remember telling you, like, this, this felt like a movie that should have been the, a TV show. The, this was the opposite. Exactly. This, was, this was the new burn notice or this was the new TV show that on TNT was going to be on Tuesday nights. And I would watch this. Because it's, it's got all the right ingredients all the way along. So I had fun thinking about the film more after the fact about a film that we didn't even see than right. I did about the film we did see, even though that film isn't what's being advertised in right. the trailers everyone's seen. There's meta critique right there for your inside all kinds of boxes. But um, yeah, I think one of the most important things to tell people, whether we remember to at the end or not, is to... Like, I feel like reiterating, like, this film is kind of average, but it doesn't have a lot of bad stuff in it. Like, right. it's good. It's terribly predictable in a lot of ways. And that's partially because you do see this movie as a TV show all the time. And yet also, it's, but also it's not predictable it in isn't. a lot of ways. I know. In some and ways, it's cool. really, really interesting. And one of the biggest things that I thought was a detractor for the film turns out to be one of the more endearing things about the movie. You know, we'll get we'll get right. to what, right, what's your rating? Five. Five. Average. Okay. You know, it's totally average. So rating. five and six. It's absolutely average. It's absolutely average, yeah. even though it's it's got some issues, man. And and I so, feel like see, it's the you longest. Did, you did it to me again, and you know. No, I, no, no, no. Wait. Another uh -oh. another. It's <laughs> funny because another uh, email. What, you thought I was gonna have like a three? Yeah. Another, did you really? Another no. email that we got was somebody actually wrote in and said, you know, every once in a while we talk about video videoing us and having a, yeah, yeah right. having a videotaped version of this. Right. And basically, we have no interest in super production of that or right. thing because it's, it's too long <laughs> it's, if, yeah. if we're going to do it for the right whole now hour. it would be but somebody actually emailed us and said you know if you just did like uh, uh what's that guy's name like leo laporte who does like twit something he does some like twitter yeah. show or something everyone's totally making fun of me because he's usually famous is he i'm yeah, the only guy on the web, planet webcaster guy who doesn't know him anyway but like <laughs> what they do is they they really have just like some video cameras looking at them mm -hmm. while they're talking. And that's, yeah. that's the whole show. They, yeah. they barely even look at it, but they can, you know, pop up the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. game screen once in a while yep. during the video or stuff like that. This sounds like the Dan Patrick and show like, to me. Like we could do, you know, like all of a sudden then the trailer would go up and right. we'd still be talking about, the sure, trailer, right. you know, whatever. And we got an email and someone said, you guys should do that because yeah, uh, because it was hilarious for me, yeah. and no one gets anything out of it. But when you, when I said six, and you like looked at me, I'm, I'm like, like, really? I'm like, oh man, yeah. he's gonna give yeah, it like no. one or something. No, no. Like you just looked like so surprised. Part you were the, like, what are you talking about? Well, the six. I, I had pegged you at four, but I also I had given you the same disclaimer, you know. And we haven't talked about this yet. I literally just walked into the studio, and I was about to make a joke about like, if you love this any more than the two, we're gonna have our first fight. Like I was gonna throw that out. But I'm like, no, because we actually we've spent longer after a film talking about films that we didn't enjoy less. Right. You know, we right. didn't really talk much last night, but, you know, we saw the film last night. Um, it's that kind of odd experience of it, a film. Really, it is. Too. It, it, but after we when we left, I thought about our conversation. I thought about like, all right, if if this is going to be a TV show, who do I cast? Because Costner's not going to do TV. So who do I recast in all these roles right, right. And, and do these things? And how long would the movie I just saw be? It would be one season. You know, but, and, but you and know, I also, fun, you, I entertained you can get myself. a lot of bigger names nowadays. Uh, you really can. You can catch people. You could like 10 years ago. Kevin right? Bacon's on yeah. TV, man, the following. So um, I had more fun entertaining myself with the idea of a TV show about the film. And right. that... I almost came in and said, look, this is a four, but I'm going to give it a six because of the conversation. But I think that that would have been unfair because not everybody going to see it, unless they listen to the podcast, right. is that's, going to have that conversation. That's not what they're getting out of it. So right. I felt like, cut the difference. It's five. It's, it's average. And, and, you know, for me, I think there's a little bit of a boost to the rating that I gave it um, because it was something that was kind of close. It was actually kind of far in a lot of ways, too. Yeah. But in a way, it was kind of close. And, you know, I'd rather have a whole bunch of these movies get made where you're trying to do something that's really cool and you just don't do it. Right. 
as opposed to having people try to make stuff that sucks and really do it great. And I mean, it's, that, yeah, right. and well, and it, there's something to be said for sometimes a film trying to do one thing, missing it, and finding out it can do something else really well. Right. And, and one of the problems is with this film, the tone is everywhere. Like, it wants to be a super serious spy film. And I mean, really is. I mean super serious. Right. Like, you know, and then it wants to be some weird black comedy and, film. And then it wants to be playful and homey. You know, and, and, it, and it can do that stuff, but not as it did it like right. in, in some way not because the olympics are over but it reminds me of when you you know you do a, a routine in an event and what you're trying to do is maybe the hardest thing ever if you don't nail it you still get really big points because you tried to do the hardest thing ever right right this isn't this is trying to do a lot of stuff but it's not all trying to do it very difficult you know and, and the stuff that it succeeds at doing it should have done anyway right so it's it's a and, little frustrating and there's a lot of strange options here like you know the problem is and that's why we one of the reasons i thought this would have really actually been great as Uh a tv show is because if you're a tv show like burn notice or you know like white collar or something but to a certain extent burn notice really kind of stands out um, it did to me too because it it is kind of serious and it's doing serious stuff but it can have this kind of like just campy factor just that we're just not quite to that, but right. we're, we're like kind of almost edging, right there, yeah. right? Where the movie does not want to do that at all because right. it's afraid that it will go completely wrong. Yeah. And it's like your one movie, right? Right. Where, where if you have a TV show and you go, all right, that was a little bit too campy. Right. Next episode, we'll catch we'll, them next we'll rein that back a yeah. little. Yeah. And they don't dare do it in a movie. Right. But it's what the movie needed. It if really is. If the movie is. would have just kind of owned that a little more, especially when you have this crazy Vivi character. Yeah, right? in a She's weird like way. a gold mine of just trying to lay out some more campness yeah. to it. And then there are certain points where she does anyway, except mm-hmm. that it's almost like we try to pretend it's not happening as we're watching it happen. Right, yeah. And you're like, what is this movie trying to do to me? <laughs> Every time she was on screen, I felt very weird about the story. Right, exactly. Like, I literally, it wasn't creepy like a, like a David Lynch film or anything weird. It was just like, I'm like, I don't really know right. what this is and what's and, going on. Which, in a way, was kind of cool. cool. It really was right? fun, even though it was distracting. Even it was though fun. it went wrong, it was it cool did. that they were trying to do whatever it was they were trying to do. Who no, even knows what they're trying know. to do? At one point, you've got uh, Kevin Costner <laughs> you know, making dinner yeah, at, at right. his house, talking to his daughter, <laughs> trying to act like he's not in the CIA whacking people mm-hmm. and you barely have a chance to like turn around and catch your breath and he's in this weird nightclub watching oh, yeah. like a strip tease with Vivi's there and right. she, and you're like what is happening right i expected people to dance backwards and speak in tongue and it's know, like all of a sudden if they if it would have just turned into like full-on Moulin Rouge at that point, you wouldn't have <laughs> right. been that surprised right. because you're right. like, I don't know what you it's know. doing. And and anyway, but the fact that it was being so weird was actually kind of cool. It yeah, wasn't nailing what it was trying to right. do, and it didn't actually get wherever it was trying to go because it didn't work out right. right. But just that they were trying to do completely yeah. crazy was kind of cool. Yeah. And really, so this leads to uh, our final email. I was going to say, I think we had more emails that we, so. that we have to. We have another email that we actually had to talk about because somebody, you know, pointedly asked me something. Okay, and, well, and that's, I'm going to answer. Those are the ones that often get the attention. So. And and here's how this works. And now uh, this is from. I have to figure the person's name is Doug. Because okay. there's no name, there's no where you're from, but it was. But there at, was a Doug, Doug in, in the, name. Right. the really giant, crazy email. Right, thing, so it's like right? sexy, crazy Doug two fifteen at Yahoo. Yeah, it's okay. like something like that. Okay, and there's a Doug in there. All right, and so the question was now, now Doug, and I'm just gonna have to call you Doug and pretend right. that's your name, <laughs> has been listening to us for a while. Cool, thanks, Doug. Which is super awesome. And so what he he asked, because we were talking about that we were going to do this, and he asked because back when we reviewed uh, Terminator Salvation, I guess. Wow. Doug's a good listener. Uh, uh, That's a while. uh, I I guess that must be when it is. Is Because he didn't mention that movie. He did? Okay. No. But I can't imagine where else this comes from. I don't even know if we reviewed Terminator Salvation. Did we review Terminator Salvation? This might have been something. That was was before the show. That's the only other thing 
um, we might have just talked about it. We may have referenced it in, in accord with something or else. Something, right? Because the only other thing is, uh, the only other thing McGee has done is this means war. We and and we didn't do that. And, you know, that's going back. That's the only other thing he, he has. And after that, all he has is We Are Marshall and a bunch of TV and stuff. He's Charlie's done. Angels movies. Right. right? We, which I know we weren't. So I don't, I don't even know if it was some sort of best list or when, when we were talking about. I have, it's easily possible I have we mentioned it. it was we may have mentioned we were talking about Terminator Salvation. Okay. Who knows, whatever it was. But at some point in the show, yep. I mentioned that uh, I think McGee is basically a giant douche just for being called <laughs> McGee. Right? Yeah, this, this, this sounds And I said <laughs> that I refused to call him <laughs> McGee. Right. And right. so the question is, are, are you, you still going to bag on him and refuse to call him <laughs> McGee? Now that you have to, you know, do a new movie and Kevin Costner's in it and right. to talk about the movie and the director and everything. And actually, I would not call him McGee right now, except I don't know what his real name is. It's anymore. Joseph McGinty. Yeah, that's um, right. That's um, right. Um, McGinty. McGinty. I knew that's not his last name. That's his middle name. Because I always thought it was right. weird. He went by his own middle name. Nickel. Uh, it's McGinty yeah, Nickel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So anyway, um, McGinty, which right. is what I'm going to call him. Right. <laughs> that no, see, I, okay, I'm going to take precedent a little bit here. Uh, uh, if you if you're not going to call him Mick G, calling him McGinty is calling him Mick G. Like you're you're right, saying I'll call the him same Joe. thing. Oh, okay, thank you. I'm <laughs> just saying you're saying the same thing. You're just I will quickly... call him Director Joe. <laughs> it, you okay. know, it reminds me of that's a good question. What from I think what I think is crazy about the whole thing is that. It, like Kevin Costner will be in his movies. Is this? It yeah. reminds me of uh, you know Friends episode. Right. Od- oddly enough, right here when, we go. It all comes back to Friends or the Simpsons. Right. When uh, Phoebe is <laughs> is talking to her <laughs> new awesome. boyfriend's like other girlfriend or something, and her name is like Pretty oh, or, okay. or yeah, yeah. Precious or right, right. whatever it is. I think it's actually Pretty. <laughs> I think it's she, pretty. she wants to be called Pretty. Yeah. And <laughs> and Phoebe keeps going, Sarah. <laughs> and she goes, yeah. my name's Pretty. And Phoebe goes, yeah, I'm not going to say that. Uh, yeah, I'm just not going to call you <laughs> and, that. And I just, I just don't get it. How, you know, yeah. if his, how come his name isn't just like Flugelbinder? I right. Mean, at some point, you're just being so ridiculous that how are people accepting it? Yeah, you could call him McLovin if you wanted. That's close like, to exactly. McG. Like exactly. we could do that. You know, the fact Maybe. the fact <laughs> that you can you can look him look up the film on IMDb. Yeah. And it will say that his name is McGee. Uh, I find right. I find right. fault there with IMDb. They right. should not put that. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, so um, yeah, no I am I am going to bag on him for that. Okay, even though he's in this, and I will tell you that I think that absolutely everything wrong with this movie is his fault. <laughs> except yeah. who? Except I will say another big problem that I had with this movie, especially the first half. And then in the second half, it kind of got better. Yeah. Is this is a movie that you could go to where it stands out that is horribly edited. Yeah. It is really badly yeah, edited. And then the second half of it, it's like the first half, they like ran out of money. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, just get a guy just in there. It. Put yeah. some intern in there or something right. and go, I don't know, throw it together. Ed- edit it together. And what's really <laughs> weird is the worst example of it is right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He like he walk he's going into his house or whatever, but it's like you you see like uh these little clips where we're you know, we're trying to show the passage of time because he has to end up right. in a room right. which is standard movie business, right? right. We don't watch yeah. him walk the whole way. Right. We watch him for a little bit, then we cut, then yep. suddenly he's at the door or right. whatever, right? And all of those all of those <laughs> little clips, they're like two seconds too short. Because it's just like it, it's like whap whap, yeah. and you like see these weird things, and it's weird, yeah. and it like throws you off. But even other stuff after that, it is weirdly edited, yeah, for for a long time. I'll put a little bit of the pressure. I, I mean, I I'm happy to you know attach pretty much everything that's wrong with this rate to Mick G, you know, with you. But there's a little bit of pressure on the writers for it because some of the stuff. You can tell was just screenplay decisions, like a little bit of this, a little bit, and and it's it, it's okay. But ultimately, what I want to remember to say before we get to the second half of the show <laughs> is, uh, Doug, you're the man. 
Like, this is cool, because we haven't reviewed, to my knowledge, specifically a, a Mick G film since we've done the show. We probably talked about but it. But apparently at some but point But Doug is a fan. Right. Doug is a fan of the show to the point where, because you could maybe pick out one episode of our backlog, which you should go listen to anyway. Right. Um, but he, he's been listening to us for a long time that he knows better than you or I did. Right. Where that's where from. We, where that came from. And he's a, right. he's a fan of McGee's, I would assume. Sorry, Doug, if I'm wrong. But to, to keep that information for the next McGee film that comes right. up and be like, I wonder if these guys are going to trash him. Right. Like, I, I love that. I think right. that's awesome. So that's very cool, Doug. Thank you. Right. And if, if I, you I don't do, know that he's a McG fan. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to tell stuff. Maybe he else. hates McG, too, and he wants us to be, like, mouthpieces for, maybe, for helping. Maybe but I think it. it's awesome that he remembered that and was like, these guys are doing a McG film. I wonder if they're going to bash him. Right. So and, that's very cool. uh, by the way, since we're like halfway through the show, we should say that, uh, you know, the chat room's open. Right. Yeah. Come uh, say hi. The phones are open and uh, you could actually call in right now. We've fixed um, yeah, the stuff. And uh, email us at questions at com or Mark Eastman at com. Um, but when you're emailing us, okay, if you want us to say something on the show, oh, yeah. if you want us to address something – you gotta be kind of clear about that, and and more than maybe right. you think, because if you, unless you just you know pointedly go, here's what my question, this? right? Yeah. You know, whatever. Say something like, "What I want to know is." But uh. but we do get a lot of emails where we kind of we kind of just get an email, right? And then I'm reading it, and I'm sort of, so. Am I supposed to? Uh-huh. Does this mean they want me to address something within this? And sometimes right. I do anyway. Sometimes I say, well, we got this kind of vague email about right. vaguely. But it reminds this, me of this. And and so yeah. we'll talk about it. But anyway, uh, you know, keep the emails coming in. We love to get them, and that's completely, emails are great. completely awesome. Yeah. Um, but I think, uh, you know, trying to stick on the email subject, I really think that everything that's wrong with this movie is McGee's fault. Even though I just admitted that there are some things that are wrong there are from some the screenplay yeah. point. Because, and here's why. Because if all of the crap that McGee did not suck completely at doing <laughs> yeah. weren't there, you wouldn't really notice the That's other stuff. Point. And you wouldn't really be very bothered by it. Because they're little things. And I don't know that I can say for sure that the worst parts of the screenplay things yeah. are actually what the screenplay said before McGee got a hold of it and, yeah. and made it. And one of the main reasons I think that is because a lot of the really awesome stuff that happens in this movie is just pure basson, right? I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah. you just can see it yeah, coming all yeah. over it's it. Like, if if you've seen other movies, including a lot of the stuff where they don't even kind of say certain things or address certain yeah. things. They just have stuff happen. Um, so <clears throat> running through really quick <laughs> the story, right? This is easy to do. Uh, yeah. Ke- Kevin Costner it works for the CIA, has worked for the CIA for a really long time, right? Um, and he has an ex-wife or wife or ex-wife. We, we don't know. I don't think if they're divorced or just separated forever or what their theory is. I don't know that we come flat out and say they're divorced. I guess that's true. We might, he, he, but, he just, uh, but it, they're effectively they're divorced anyway. Yeah. And he has a daughter that he does not see very often. Yeah. And um, he, we start out the movie where he's kind of in uh, uh, an operation yeah. in the middle of it. And his phone is going off telling him that it's his daughter's birthday, whatever. And so this whole thing happens about the wolf. Because we get that from the trailers, right? right. It's all this about mission it's all about this wolf, wolf guy, right? Right. And uh, anyway, then he, as we go through this whole scenario of this thing, the the running gag of the movie actually is that he's got cancer really bad, right? And he's got like three months to live. And so he's basically out, right? Right. You can't, you can't be a CIA guy when you <laughs> right. might fall down and black out and who knows yeah. what, right? Except that they kind of pull him back <laughs> in. So then he goes to see his wife and his daughter because he's dying and he wants to see them again and all this. And right. he's in Paris to 
I don't know, get closer to his daughter before he goes or whatever. And uh, then this Vivi girl, she is, uh, or this Vivi woman, right? She's whatever she is. Who even knows what she is? She's somewhere high up in the CIA, supposedly, and she wants him to go after the wolf again because she believes that uh, the wolf was actually at this last op, this botched mission of hers. And you, you probably saw him there. Yeah. And if we put you in the right situation where you could see him again, where we know he's here somewhere, but we don't know what he looks like. And you will see someone that you will recognize as having seen it, the other thing and yada, yada. Right. Right. And, uh, so she has the miracle drug that will cure him supposedly An experimental or, or, at least, drug. or at least let him live longer. Right. And that's how she's going to sucker him in, trick him into doing to, the work, yeah. to doing it. Right. Yep. So um, anyway, uh, so, you know, daughter is kind of acting out a little bit. She's, she's like in, in high school. She's about a sophomore. I think it was her 15th or 16th. So she's about a sophomore in school. And uh, she's like acting up at school. And there's this really great scene where he has to go talk to the school or whatever. Right. And uh, and he is so, you know, spy about it or whatever. Right. You know, he doesn't he doesn't deal with day to day (laughs) things. And and so, you know, the the principal is telling him that she hit someone else and right, right in the face. and he says uh, open hand or closed fist right and the principal like looks at him like what does that matter like what are you talking about yeah. then they they finally get out in the car and and she's like almost like wanting him to be mad at her yeah she's like throwing out the stuff that she knows she's supposed to say as a child raised in a fairly normal home situation, you right. know, what she's supposed to do is go, I'm really sorry. Right. I and know she, I did bad. And she's like throwing this stuff at him and he's like, I, I don't, yeah, you I, did the right I, thing. I, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, I hit somebody and, too. And, and she's like, are you, aren't you mad at me? He's like, right. no, I'm proud of you. You stuck right. up for your friend and right. which is all, you know, be a story right. ultimately and, and everything. But the way those conversations play out is so cool. It's a good scene. Right. Yeah. And the thing, one of the main things that goes horribly wrong in this movie for me is at the point where, and so anyway, the the story is like we go back and forth with the family, but then he's, you know, he's in, in almost a very cliche way, right? He's like late to make dinner because he's busy right. killing someone or whatever he's doing, right? Right. And it's like back and forth between the two worlds and everything. But at some point, we're getting really close to the wolf, right? Yeah. And there's this part where the wolf says, uh, we have to get out of here. Take me to my partner who will help me get out of the country or whatever. Right. And that whole, his whole line there, McGee wrote that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so (laughs) horrible. It's like the whole part where he says that, first of all, we never kind of built up a little bit of that there might be some partner for him to have. Right. Which we should have done. Right. Because what we've built up is the wolf is really like, you know, uh, a lone wolf. Like James he's on Spader on the blacklist, right? right? He's this, yeah. He's just, he's the guy, he's the guy right? right. He, the, he doesn't have a partner. Yeah. I mean, we've built him up as though he's, he's got a henchman in he, the albino, but he, he doesn't never, have someone he would else. never need a partner, right? right? Anyway, so we like kind of built that up a little wrong, and we never – if we just had a couple of little hints that there might be a right. partner for some reason or right. whatever it is, but then all of a sudden to have him say that line like that, first of all, right. it, he says it in a way that no one would ever talk like that. Right. So you don't know how to write dialogue in the it's first, almost like it was first a, place. it felt like it was a foreign film and that was the translation exactly like and uh, you know take me to my partner and then get he's, me out. he's only saying it at all right because the person who's making him saying say it is calling you stupid as an audience right you're, just, you're so right. stupid that the rest of the movie can't happen the way I want it to right unless I have him say this dumbass thing yeah so that when so that in five minutes when he shows up somewhere you won't go Huh? This doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. I mean, it's dialogue that's like written like we're pretty sure you're an idiot and you won't be able to follow it. (laughs) Yeah. And there's no way that that came from the same 
pen as a lot of the other stuff that's in that's the movie working. That's that's working really well. cool. Right. Lots of it is really good. There yeah. are lots of scenes that are even like so horrible and cheesy that you can't believe you're at all <laughs> accepting of them. Yeah. And yet they're actually really cool. And you go, how can this be made to Why work? Why is this working? Right. right. Like, um, like he's teaching her to ride a bike. Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe that I'm not just puking right now. Right. And, and it's not great. It doesn't actually go all the way around to where you go. Oh, okay. I really like that scene and it's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> but it works enough that you don't, hate it even though there's this little part of you going i should just hate this, this right just so it seems right? it seems pandering the way that right. it's set up and what you need is for father and estranged daughter excuse me daughter and estranged father to have something to bond over and the the editing in that scene strange as it is works like it actually facilitates it right in a weird way but even she sets up the scene in a way which i thought it almost validated the scene, but it also like gave it credit why it wasn't stomach turning fully. It, it, she even says, "Why do we have to do this here? Can't we go someplace private?" Right. Like he's at like some. Uh, I'm blanking on the name. I know it's like a famous landmark. Right. Um. And there's like all these people watching him teach her. And as a teenager, she'd be like, "No, I'm mortified. Get me the hell out of here right. on this purple bike that makes up." The purple bike is a weird thing and, and throughout the whole film anyway. But there, there is a weird part like just before that and then after it, it right. where there is some weird writing, and I don't know who I can say I have to blame this know. on, um, but there is some weird writing, and not just right there, but in a few different spots where we have this whole uh, rebellious teenager, Yeah, but then we have... Uh, you know, a few minutes later somewhere we have the teenager who is not defiant enough so that we actually facilitate being able to have this scene. Yeah. And they don't work really well together when we don't understand how we got from one to the other. Right. right? It's like five minutes ago she hated him. Right. And can't ride a bike and isn't going to do anything that he, he wants. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like blip. Now we're right. at the place, and she's he, all affectionate, and he's going, and, "Just get on." And she's like, "Oh, well, okay, right, fine." Right. You know, I mean, she's she still doesn't want to do it, but she's complying, right? right? right. And and you're going, "How did that happen?" Yeah. And that that same transition of her happens several oh, different yeah. times, and it's very weird. It, I, I kind of made it in my head like either McGee or Luke and Audi, the guys who wrote it, they just that's how they think teenage girls are. Yeah. I'm like, I'll just let that one go. Cause right, they, right. teenage girls can be well, and rather see, quick with their have, moods at times. So maybe that's what his, maybe that's a joke that I didn't see as being so funny, but it's supposed to be a joke. Right. Like I could even get that and play along with it. If there were some more kind of time in between yeah, yeah, right. things happening, yeah. like from when she, you know, she was just at this party where dad just saved her. Right. And apparently Which she I have barely remembers with. it happened. I have a problem with that scene. And, uh, and then it's and she's you know off the handle she's really mad whatever yeah. and then it's just it's just like boom she's okay yeah. and I guess there's however much time it took them to walk to wherever they walk maybe but <laughs> really it does seem like but just, you know if it had been like maybe the next day yeah or something and and there's you know I liked the part too because what I liked was that we never really uh, looked straight at it was uh, there's this part where she calls him. She's apologetic. Yeah. She wants to go hang out on the swing. Yeah, like they did when they were she, kids. She and, wants yeah. to go to coffee. And, you know, like, spoiler alert, because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> and it was all a setup. Right. And that was awesome because we never really looked at it yeah. until it was, like, gone, right? When yeah. he gets the message <laughs> from mom and says, I have no idea who that is. But it was all this scheme yeah. To, uh, so that she could go out, even to the extent that she was like, call mom, she knows her, and I right. know that he won't yeah. call mom, right? right? Although she doesn't really know enough to know that he won't, right. really. But still, yeah. I thought that was really well done yeah. in, in the sense that we didn't look at it, really, right. until it, it just was over, and then we had to look at it. But what... Which scene? You mean when they're at the party? The one or that the I dislike. One, one yeah, the one, yeah. the party scene for me is just like this weird moment. 
because it, it the film the film one of the biggest problems that I have with the film entirely is the tone. The first if it's in thirds, the first third is really serious and action packed, and the second is very touching and funny, like in a very, very fun way. And then it tries to slide back into a but combination But in, in a really both. weird way, like we're watching an it's episode very of strange. I know, it's a very strange thing, and, and it doesn't mean to do that, I don't think. But this scene where his daughter gives him the, the shuck and jive to go out to this crazy Parisian club, um, and she's basically on the end of being blocked into a bathroom with like four or five guys who are going to rape right, her. Right. They're going to sexually assault her. Right. Her dad, who's one of the baddest men on the planet comes in and basically just slaps people in the face. Right. I have no reason to think that he wouldn't. And, and I don't have a problem with what I'm about to say, but it's, it's some of the stuff here. He walks out of there and those guys who were assaulting his daughter are all breathing. Right. Okay, that's bullshit. <laughs> when you watch him destroy a room, one of these tests that he has for but, you know, in early on, little kids. It doesn't. Really. No, they actually they weren't. This was a grown-up club. They're, She's a they're kid. Little, they're little kids. You, to you him, do. Okay, so, McG, right. you do what you want. But but he walks out of here after just basically slapping them around, and and it's a little more than that. But really, he's already got a gun because he shoots the doorman in the foot to get into the club. Right. He, he's too old to get into anyway. And and he walks out, and there's this there's this shift where this is a big thing about father and daughter stuff between them. She's almost raped. He rescues her, and in a very clear homage to like his other roles, like he picks her up like he's farmer from the bodyguard again. Right, right. And, um, carries, and her carries her out, even though she's perfectly capable to walk out, but she wakes up confused on a bench and. And then, you know, not having destroyed everybody who was going to hurt his daughter. Okay, which I didn't believe for right. a second. Um, they have this awkward scene where he's basically telling her what happened. You don't remember. And then it's glossed but over. But he doesn't, actually. Right? Again, and this is... Which I thought which he I was think going is, to. I thought he was and, going and to. And he didn't. And, and there's something there that happens. The scene is so misplaced that it was distracting for me, even though it leads into the next scene, which is this bike riding bonding attempt. Right. And I'm thinking, your kid was almost raped. You almost didn't find her in time, and she has no clear clue that this is a problem. Right. But we're just going to ride a bike. Right. You know, like even in a movie that doesn't take itself seriously, though in this moment it's taking itself seriously, you don't do that. Right. You just don't include. And then you either and then include not, it. Not only that, but he says like we're going to have a conversation right, this is be later. Blah 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 yeah. blah. And then it's only because. And then she says she doesn't know how to ride a bike. And then all right. of a sudden it's like, uh, ding, oh, the shock. rainbows come oh, okay. out. Like, like, I haven't seen something like, it wants to be this scene. I don't know how many people have really seen this movie, but it's like, the it wants to be the bike riding scene in Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Right. I expected raindrops keep falling on right. my head to play. It's, it's got that, it's got that schmaltzy family moment. But two minutes before, this is a very serious thing. Right. And you can't, and it's, it's you can't so shift against, gears. It's so against the way that real people would do something. It's so against his character, her character, like all of these things. Right, right. And in a weird way, her character is one of the most interesting assets that the whole story, whether it's this TV show you and I made up or the film that we really saw, like it didn't seem like they knew who she was week to week. They just made her new things when it needed to be done. Right. Even to the point where, and I liked it, later she's, the next scene, she's riding home with her dad on like on the handlebars and she says, would you still love me if I did something awful? And he's like, yeah, I mean, what? Like, I can't wait to tell you what I do. Right. You know, and see if you still love me. And she's like, I lie all the time, even when I don't have to. Right. This is, this is a huge thing. That's a good thing. But on the heel of all the stuff that just happened, it's a complete train wreck. Right. And it really bothered me, not because I needed to see death or because I wanted to see rape or consequence, but I wanted them to stay true to what the story was. And it, it fell apart. And, and who the characters are. Yeah. And, and it is almost like... I hated that scene so much. It, like, it I is, literally... It is almost like, at that point, we're not even kind of paying attention to how you work a story anymore. Yeah. It's almost like we've and, just gone random. And as a very quick aside, because I mentioned it before, this is one of the biggest things that I judge a film on. I come at it from a story. Um, right. And then the emotion and, and, and the things that come around it. So for me, story is the key crucial part of everything. And that's why I'm so bothered by it. But right. anyway, so... Yeah, no, that that was a really bad part. And what was exactly bad about it it, for me, it was less about, I guess, 
how the emotion kind of changed in a really goofy way. Yeah. But it was how much that just did not seem like his character. Yeah. Anymore. All yeah. of a sudden it was like, all of a sudden we'd been watching it for a while and they'd been doing a really good job of it. Uh, yeah, the I agree. The things that happened were the things that his character would do. Yeah, I agree. Now all of a sudden what we're doing is like his character is going to do whatever he has to do in order to get us where we want to be in this next scene so right. we can ride a bike. And right. then all of a sudden it was like, what? Yeah, uh, that's not the you same know, It was guy. ugly. Yeah. Although I will say this, though, in defense of the not killing all the people in that bar. Yeah. A, I don't know that he would kill all of them. And, and he and, would kill them and, all. And here's why. Okay. He, he did at least get to them in time that they had not really done anything yep. yet. I think it's a different scene if we get there... I agree. If he gets there 10 minutes later, they're oh, all dead. Sure, sure. Right? Right. But then also he's kind of, you know, just to kind of be defensive and play devil's advocate for the movie, yeah. right? He is a little bit in the middle of one of his episodes. So he's not, at, you know, he's not yeah. all the way on top of his game and he just had to down a bunch of vodka. And it's true. So he's not, oh, that's the other he's thing. not walking right in super yeah. fresh to just kill everyone. I, he might have to just a little <laughs> bit get out of there. Right? I, I appreciate that. I'll say simply that 15 seconds before, he was very willing and eager to use his gun as a get-into-the-club ticket. Like, he shot a guy to get into the club, and then he, he shoots the doorman because he won't <laughs> let him in, right. but he slaps around the guys who are about to rape his daughter. 20 seconds later, I'm not buying it. I don't buy it. Well, but if he didn't shoot the guy, fighting, if he didn't shoot the, the guy, doorman is a different. If thing, he didn't shoot the him. doorman, I would be like, okay, maybe. But and that's one of the other, like, it, just as a quick side to one of the things I did like about the film were all the little weird blips that come up, like the side effect of the drug that's experimental that's keeping him alive, gives him like this weird tunnel vision, like hallucinations too. Well, and it's actually Even though I don't really see him hallucinate anything. Of, it's actually part of the, the problem itself is it, it, ha it happens at the beginning right when he just kind doesn't of have any medicine he just, just kind of balls or whatever cancer. but then that put together with whatever the and drug does to right him, it, he's not in a great place so sometimes vd right. tells him that it can you can offset that problem by drinking some vodka right like just like this weird thing it's almost like alien nation where the aliens get drunk on spoiled milk like they, just have they some did, vodka they did have like a and weird like explanation of that <laughs> it did. too about like you know his heart rate has to be yeah, down yeah, and, and he, i like and if he throws a couple back that will calm, calm him down and i love it cuz he's a guy who's in a very strenuous job right. doing a very strenuous thing to right. get the all wolf. You, all you have to just do is calm keep down. your heart rate right. down right. so there's that, uh, not to quickly interrupt, but, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, but there's that, there's the informant that he gets that through the second half of the film provides a ton of comedic right. foil. Um, Which was really good. And he's good. great. Like, I love all that stuff, and that's when I started thinking of it as a TV show than anything. Right. Um, and there's the weird thing that I know why Luc Besson wrote it, because um, he's French, and this is a French law, that if you have squatters in your house, right, you right. can't evict them, even though they're illegally in your house you, you, in the you winter. Can't, you can't throw them out. And, and Costner comes back from the mission that you alluded to in the beginning to find that his apartment has been broken into, and there's a family of multi-generational, I think they were African, not because right. they were black, but because they spoke with an African-like like accent. They, I think they even mentioned I think it, I think it was. something about it. And too. he can't do anything about it, and he just says, look, just this is the one room you can't come in. And there's this weird, bizarre, out of nowhere subplot that in any other film, and in almost every film, should make this an F as right, a film. Right, exactly. And it kind of works as an endearing thing later, because like, he brings guys home to terrorize and right, torture. Right, right. And he's high fiving the kid who looks up to him and, and stuff. And, and, and one of one of man, one of them like is really pregnant, funny. right? Oh, right. Yeah, and yeah. so he's like, okay, look, where are you gonna go? And fine, you can stay here until until she, she has the baby, has the baby or right. whatever. And then so he <laughs> keeps having to come home, right? Check right? in, get new guns, whatever. And, and you know, the one of the things that is weird about the movie, and yet at the same time, I kind of liked it about yeah. the movie, is you know, he's not. Actually, I mean, who knows what he's supposed to actually be, and right. who knows what theory we're working on on how this relates to the real <laughs> yeah. world, right? But he's not really like a guy who works at the CIA. He's really a hitman, right? I mean, basically. He's, he's really right. like a, he's a cleaner, completely black ops guy. Yeah. 
where he's, you know, he's not just, even if they're all spies, he's like not the average He's like the janitorial. Yeah, right, right? yeah. He's the guy that rubs people out. I mean, right. he's like the, the serious guy. And what I thought was awesome about the movie in the very weird way is that he doesn't have any money. Yeah. Like, he's all about yeah. how much he's going to get so that his kids have money now. When he, when he comes uh, back to Paris to his, like, this not very big apartment right. that right. looks kind of run down yeah. where people might break in and squat there, yeah. right? right. He doesn't just go, well, I'll just go buy another place. Right. right. Yeah. No. He, he's like, he, I'll get my other he's safe not, house. He's not like no, swimming this, this in money or whatever. Like, right. Very little. That's just all there is. Yeah. And, and I thought it was really like awesome for them to go yeah. for like he's really trapped. Yeah. Just like any other real well, person even, would be, even though <laughs> I have, you know, I have to leave for a he's while got, and go yeah. kill someone. Right. But still, they put all of his possessions in his bedroom. Like they, right, they basically right, just right. put it all in there. Like we we had this ready for you, and I love that his uh, the squatter's wife painted his room in, in an attempt to make it like seasonal and it's a bright yellow. Right. And when he's telling him the rules for staying in his house now, he's like, you know, don't paint any more of my rooms. And he's like, I told my wife yellow wasn't good. He goes, yellow's not a man's color. He goes, yes, my wife doesn't know yellow is right. not a man's color. Right. I, I really didn't it like that. It should scene. have been the whole thing. When it the opened whole up, fact that they're there should have been it, horrible. It, was, it should have been the biggest mistake. And I'm like, what is this film going to do next? All of these little things keep coming up. And as much as I hated the the faux rape assault scene, I right. loved the other things that were the exact same nature. Right, Weird right, things exactly. that come up. And I'm like, three minutes after that thing happened, I'm like, man, this film doesn't know what it's doing. And then about 15 minutes later, I'm like, I really like this family. Like, right. this is great. It was so, it was it was very so weird, and it actually, you know, worked. It's just a weird movie. And it, it made the whole thing harder to sit through the experience of just because you're yeah. kind of sitting there going this should be so much better <laughs> yeah right like this should be awesome right. i should be just loving this right and yet it couldn't bring all of it the doesn't know how to bring crazy together. pieces yeah. together it had all these ideas that all were great yeah but it didn't know how to make them all into like one finished puzzle yeah. that all wow, fit together and you have you have clips you want to try you we're know, getting, we're I have running out of time, but we more, might not have more of our technical difficulties. Right? Okay. I I had problems with uh, getting some stuff. I have one clip, and I actually kind of promoted the show as there would be interview clips with Costner. I have one clip that I got to work yeah. and be uploaded and everything because you know our technical our intern is at all. out. Right. That's actually another email I was I was going to say. I started off the show by saying we got a whole bunch of emails yeah. and then never talked about that. <laughs> This the one. whole bunch of emails. We got a whole bunch of emails last week that uh, just to tell us, yeah, the show is like fixed now and sounds better. Oh, and the cool. whole thing. Because last week cool. we finally got to where we were, you know, back in right. fully in action, and yep. we got a whole bunch of emails. Oh, that's cool. That uh, just saying. Yeah, thank God you fixed it, and it <laughs> thanks sounds for, so much well, better. Well, real quick that. then, thanks for sticking with us through the, the lean years uh, <laughs> yeah. while we were trying to figure <laughs> right. out how to put the dongle in the computer. Exactly, because that was so awesome. Yeah, and, that's know, really cool, actually. Thanks, that's, again, that's neat. thanks again to uh, the viewer right. who solved our problem. Right, who got us in touch. The listener, actually, the listener who knew the guy right. who could email it. What, right. It's like a crazy world. Anyway. We do have a clip of Kevin Costner, so we might as well play it. It's not that long, but it's uh, it's basically him talking about the character itself and the and the movie. And you know what really irritates me about this clip, which yeah. is funny because it's just a little piece of interview <laughs> thing. Yeah. What really irritates me is that like he's so right about everything that he says, mm -hmm. and yet this movie is not better. Okay. And, and, yeah. And that you know it's not it's not a big deal, but uh, here we go, Kevin Costner. I related to him a lot, um, uh, you know, and um, it just the way he moves and how he deals with things, his level of frustration and his ability to deal with some things very easily, which are not a normal skill set for other people, which is taking care of business. And then the, 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 the standard ideas of trying to take care of your household, they're a bit of a mystery to him, uh, to women. And in fact, there's a third woman in our movie, really, uh, Vivi. So there's three women that he's having to kind of um, 
negotiate around as he may as he moves his way through this story. You know, and not only is it just that you know he's right and everything, but that is some of the best stuff in the movie yeah. is is not strictly speaking his character, but actually Costner himself, his ability to kind of actually deliver mm-hmm. where when he walks into certain situations and he's just lost. Yeah. And they're <clears throat> totally normal yeah. situations, which right. it's kind of like a cliche thing at this point, like the spy who, sure. you know, doesn't know how to be a normal person, except right. that he just delivers it so well without ever doing anything. We never like look directly at that. Right. We're, we're actually doing whatever we're doing. We're right. not focusing on, haha! Look, he's you know yeah. out of his element here. We never we never really look at it like that. But he gets in other situations. Yeah, and he's just he knows you know, exactly he, what to he do. He knows exactly he's very what purpose. to do. Yeah. Right. And then he comes home and it's dinner time or his, you know, daughter messed up her hair when she was right. trying to do something to go to prom <laughs> with her hair like that, she, you know, and he's just like, yeah, you know, everyone can be speaking a, a different language right. and, and it wouldn't right. be any different. You know, the world's upside down. He has no idea what he's supposed to do with yeah. any of these situations. Even, you know, when uh, there are a couple when he sees his daughter at, at school, like for the first time. And then, you know, after the bike scene and he's talking to her boyfriend outside and all this stuff, when they're just, you know, you're just supposed to talk to somebody like a person Mm -hmm. and like he has no idea what what you do with that. He's like, you know, it's pretty much kill you or don't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then beyond that, I'm not sure what you do with people. That's all (laughs) Luke Besson. The guy, if if we keep saying his name, he's most famous for um, The Professional or Leon, if you saw it. But you might know him from The Fifth Element and things like this. But this film is basically an echo of things that he did in The Professional. I mean, in some way, what if it it more graduated through his life um, that a guy who is like what you're describing has a family and he's now suddenly like not always away working and cleaning and killing people, but now has to be the guy who has to pick up the eggs and the fish and right. now make dinner and go to the, go get the prom dress. And man, I'm telling you, if this was a show, there would be so many episodes this, where this would be there's, there's, awesome there's, be there's a bunch of spy stuff to do and he's got home stuff to do and he's got VV problems and right, informant. Exactly. And I mean, there's all kinds of This would of be stuff, exactly man. like you were saying, you know, last I last want night. this to this be is, a show so bad. This is like Matt Nick's. It gets behind it, and now yeah. it's on USA right. next season or something. God, I hope so. And there's, uh, you know, we walk through all these stages. You can even see, like, a lot of the stuff happening. You know, his informant guy that he keeps pseudo-torturing yeah. and then keeps showing up at his place who runs the limousine service that the wolf uses and blah, blah, blah. Right, but, yeah, yeah. But that character is like, you know, he's like this weird mozzie from yeah, white collar exactly. kind of guy that we that just keeps popping up yeah every episode or you know he's in and out of we have a few episodes where we never see him or you right. know whatever but he's like this side character that's so tv right his his whole line is so tv and then you know like i said all through the movie um one of the things and i don't want to spoil it and we don't have a lot of time left i don't want to spoil something that doesn't happen which right. is which is like a strange thing, right? Yeah, right. But um, but I'm going to right, right. <laughs> but, that won't stop us, right? No, but uh, all through the movie, right? Like the daughter never finds out what he does, right? Uh, I mean, she never knows, right. even yeah. at the end. And there are several parts in the movie where you kind of think maybe that's where we're going, yeah. And they don't go there, they, and I think that's awesome. I do too. They hint it when you know the the movie concludes with everybody kind of talking, and she's talking to her mom, and she says, "Dad's kind of a badass, isn't he? Isn't he?" Right. And you see his mother, uh, her mother, excuse me. She pauses, not because she's doing anything, but because she realizes, like, she doesn't know, and I'm not going to tell her. Right. Like, he, he can, you right. know, that's basically it. But yeah, you're right. Right. And there's there's even the part where, like, uh, she is conveniently in this other room when right. all, the all the blood shit goes down at the yeah, one right. party or right. whatever, you know, and, and yeah. who knows. But she doesn't see him specifically, right. you know, whatever. Right. And I think that's really cool. And that is, like, the whole thing there when we were dealing with that, like, felt like, you know, at the end of most episodes, you would almost think she was going to find out. Right, right. And then there'd be like this big 
you know, season cliffhanger thing, where right. it's like, how can she not know now? Right, yeah. You know, to yeah. tune in next season to find out how that she doesn't series, know. That, real quick, right. that series would end with him telling her and she would say, Dad, I've known all along. But well, now we now there's no point in even making it. I will be the creative consultant. <laughs> okay, you guys exactly. call me up anyway. All right, uh, <laughs> we're very low on time, and yeah, uh, you know what the heck is next week? I don't even know. It's what next the uh, it's the next it's the next grumpy old dad thing. It's the Liam Neeson takeoff film. Oh, shut up! Yeah, that's I think that's next I week, think that's it? next week. Nonstop or something. whatever. Anyway, something. Uh, yeah, so we're Great. we're very low on time, and we'll let you go. So this, you know, I gotta say, it's even though we're not rating it highly, I really kind of recommend it. I had right? a lot of fun, and it yeah. is very fun. But uh, uh, thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. We're just gonna jump since we're about yeah. out of time. Yeah. And uh, share and subscribe and force all your friends to listen, and we'll <laughs> see you next yeah. week. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.